0: Welcome to the Real Revenue Show, a show about real business concepts that will help and grow and scale any business model. We're your host. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust. Now, sorry for, you know, I'm in my home office today. You know what I mean? Not in the office. But as you can see, I have my bookcase in the background, which will be something integral into what we're talking about today. So, Andre, welcome.
1: What's going on, my brother?
0: Good, man. How was your week? It
1: was long, man. I, it, it was a good week, though. I, I kind of, you know, I, I had a perspective change again. You know, I'm, I'm big on perspective changes. Um, earlier this year, I ended up losing one of my top guys. Mm. Yeah, it came to me and was just saying, hey, Andre, you know, I'm at the point where I think I want to branch out on my own. And I told him, I said, you know what, I completely understand that I go into business with the concept that I'm never going to have an employee the whole time." Mm-hmm. And that with the things that I'm teaching them, they're going to be able to go branch out on their own at some point. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. But, you know, he was leaving at an integral point. I'm like, ah, all right. You know, but I understand as a man, I, I understood where he was coming from. He wanted to go stand on his own. And that's something that I could never, you know, take away from him or not allow him to kind of do. So he goes off on his own. And, you know, I see, I see his girlfriend the other day and I was just saying, there's this breakfast breakfast place I go to all the time. Mm. I'm the worst. They know me in there. They're mm. like, hey, Andre, your usual. Yeah. I walk in. It's like everything's already set up. I'm like a creature of habit. And I see his girlfriend, and she's like, yo, he's doing amazing, like X, Y, and Z. So I decided to hit him up. I'm like, hey, what's going on, brother? You know, it's been a while. You know, I heard you're doing really big things. I'm, I'm super excited. And he kind of just talked to me about the fact that, like, you know, the things that he's doing, he really he really appreciates us for. Mm-hmm. And it didn't dawn on me that everything that he's doing, like I trained him. Mm. I trained him on. So he's scaling his team. He's doing all of these things. And, and it warmed my heart in such a way that I can't imagine. Like it, it was, so, it was different because he's my guy. That's really my friend. Mm. Um, I really appreciate him. He came in and and we really molded him and got him to the next level. But obviously I'm going to be sad that he's gone. Right. Because I spent so much time, I was like, um, sad that he's left. I wasn't mad or disappointed or anything. I was just sad like any person would be right. So, but just to see him flourishing the way that he was, I couldn't help but just like be happy. And then I ran back to my partner and I'm like, yo, he's doing really well. And he attributes these things to us. And it, me and, you know, my partner, we work so hard on trying to help the people around us. Right that sometimes we don't notice that we're actually helping the people around us. Right. Right. Right? Cause in our mind, we, we try to pour so much into people that, you know, we don't really see it because we're in it. Yeah. And it isn't until like somebody else goes on their own or goes and does their thing on their own that it's like, Hey, like you are integral part in their growth. And and that was just, it was so dope for me, man. I I got a re renewed sense of, uh, of, of strength this week. I got a renewed sense of energy, and it just was really dope to see, you know, another person under my tutelage, you know, living by the words, standing on those principles, and actually, you know, take taking those things and going to fend for themselves and being able to provide for their family and provide for their friends and provide for, you know, their future kids and things like that. It's, it's, exactly. it's very dope feeling, so that was my perspective change for the week. I went from being, like, sad about it, like, dang, you know, I, I lost my guy uh, to... Yo, he's killing it. Right. And it's like, that was the point all along. So the fact that he could stand on his own, like, that's the real win. So I thought, I thought that was pretty dope. Yo, what about you? What's, what's going on with you?
0: So, um, it actually lines up with our topic today. Cause I, today we're going to be talking about, uh, building authority. And what's the word that you use? Credibility, credibility, mm-hmm. building authority and credibility and, uh, a lot when we talk about people who are trying to build businesses or we spoke last week about coaching and mentorship and a lot of these people uh they have like a real false sense of authority and a real and not uh not a lot of credibility at all and this week again i, I would just tell you before we started shooting for a while i was just starting to read books and business books for the sake of reading business books you get what i'm saying Mm-hmm. to the point where it was hard for me to to actually get through a whole book because my mind was so fractured, my focus was so fractured on other things I was trying to do. And I couldn't find uh, particular books that were actually uh, focused on my current goal, right? So I mm-hmm. recently found a few books that were actually on my current goal and it, and it really kind of reinvigor- reinvigorated me to get like my learning back on again. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm studying in school again and it feels really good because I've, I've always loved school, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, I know how you feel about school too. Like we are learning and getting better at things. So when we talk about building credibility, what do you feel like a person should start? So
1: there's, there's a couple key components, right? That I always try to get across. Right. No matter what business you're in, it's always going to be sales. Right. People misunderstand business a lot. Right. You're always in the market of selling something Mm -hmm. no matter what, whether you're selling yourself, whether you're selling a product, whether you're, you know, you're selling, you know, a course or anything. You're always in the process of selling yourself. Right. So credibility really starts with understanding what you're selling. Right. How can you sell something if you don't know everything about it, right? So it starts with, you know, that knowledge portion of what you were mentioning, right, is, you know, coming into the game, understanding that people work with who they trust. So how can I trust somebody if they don't have the knowledge that somebody who is in that field should have? Mm -hmm. So similar to like, let's say, for instance, a doctor, Imagine going into a doctor's office and you're like, Hey, you know, um, I have this lump on my shoulder and the Mm -hmm. doctor's like, ah, you know, lumps happen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't know why the lump is there. Right. (laughs) It's, it's kind of like the credibility is immediately lost. People think credibility comes from just being out there. Credibility really comes from competence and knowledge. Right. That's, you know, that's missed a lot. um, you know, I'll see people put out a new product or start a new business. And my my first question is like, you know, where's your like FAQ? Or like what, what's your what's what's the questions that people would ask? Right. And right? because if you could answer those questions up front, then it's like, oh, this person already know they know their product so well that they know what I'm gonna ask. Right. Right. So it's just starting off with that knowledge base um and, and really trying to understand yourself understand the product and being able to really stand on what that product did or whatever your business or service is. um, from your standpoint, what do you deem authority or or credibility as?
0: So, uh, when I look for, when I'm, uh, introduced to somebody and they have a product or a service that they claim they can help me with, you know, solving an issue or, you know, a problem. The thing I look for credibility is if they actually do what they're, trying to help me with you get what I'm saying so
1: yeah
0: and and I mean like have done and it doesn't really have to be at uh an extremely high level but to the point where like how long have you been doing this because there are people who and you know <clears throat> showed me in my past we call them YouTube scholars you know what I'm saying like they're going YouTube. <laughs> are you a YouTube scholar <laughs> youtube scholar you know what I mean they go on YouTube <laughs> they watch a few videos and mm. just kind of regurgitate what they hear but not really understanding and I, in the field whatever field it is in the field you run into certain nuances that cannot really be taught or you you can't really learn from just hearing it you get mm-hmm. what i'm saying you're in real estate there's certain i'm sure there's certain things that have happened that uh if somebody was to tell you you wouldn't have been able to get the full picture than actually mm-hmm. being in it exactly you get what i'm saying so yeah. I really, I, I think about that all the time when it comes to credibility, because especially now and in YouTube, social media era, it is it, rampant with people who uh, create these fake narratives or these fake stories about themselves and try to sell themselves as an expert mm-hmm. when they're not. They actually have like zero pred- credibility. And that kind of, it bothers me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Especially well, one- when I feel like I've taken my lumps you know what I mean, I've I've read what I've, I've read the material I've needed to read, but I've also been out there taking my lumps in podcasting and YouTubing and uh, printing shirts and things like that. Like I've taken my lumps. I've lost money. i stuff has failed. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know the certain nuances that it takes to have a successful podcast, have a successful shirt business. The do's and don'ts to do this. How uh, what happens when you initially don't sell your book and now you you put in place to write
1: marketing plan to sell your book, things like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My mentor, so I'm a part of uh, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity, Incorporated.
0: Shouts out to you um, just had your founders <laughs> day too. Shouts out
1: to y'all. <laughs> appreciate you, appreciate you. So, but one of my mentors, real good dude, I, I love him to death, I ain't gonna say his name because he, he a private dude as, as well. But, you know, just took me under his wing. One of the things he used to say to me, he he is he saying, he's from New York, Real, real like big dude, his demeanor is larger than life, vocabulary is unmatched. Like I've never, like a, po- a powerful orator mm. like can take you to any emotion that I can possibly imagine. And so, you know, he'd say to me, hey Andre, other people read the first line, we read the entire book, right? And I was just like, "I'm cool old head, like appreciate mm. you. Like I'm not really focused on that, but as I got more into stuff, going back to what you were saying about people on YouTube and uh you could tell that they just read the headline on anything but you just having a five-minute convo and seeing where that convo goes Mm -hmm. can tell whether or not somebody is credible in that field or not by the ability to go in depth on a topic right and have a stance on a position Mm -hmm. set up a position be able to structure that position and be able to defend points on that um you know position right like I'll ask some people like, okay. You mentioned that, so I do a lot of debates, bro. That's one of my favorite things. Um, to all of our, you know, uh, guests and family on the show, you know, if you if you ever want to have a debate with me, I, okay. I would love to. I love different perspectives, for real. Like I'm Damn. big on perspectives, and if you can prove to me that something is wrong, I'll adopt it. And and Malcolm, Malcolm will attest to that. I'm I'm mm. like one of the most humble dudes you will ever meet. If you can, but but you gotta prove to me though. Right. <clears throat> right. But if you can prove to me that something is incorrect or that I'm thinking about something incorrectly I will ab- I will abandon the way that I'm thinking in order to think in the best manner mm-hmm. right so I'll have debates a lot and one of the things I normally ask is like where can wh- where do you get that information from right and it's like where would you get that information from there's only a few ways to get information either you're going to get it from a credible source mm-hmm. or you're going to take your lumps like you mentioned and it's like yeah, bro, I'm qualified to talk on this because I lost $20,000 right. doing it the way that you think is correct. Like, right. that, is a, that is a valid stance point, <laughs> right? And people trust that and people appreciate that, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think we're in the day and age now where people are realizing that everyone, this whole perfect culture is fake. Right? Like, that is just not real. Right. One of the things as an entrepreneur, if you can realize as early as possible, that it's all trial and error you're going to be in the greatest position ever. Once right. you realize like, Hey, it's all about failing, but failing extremely fast and extremely aggressively. So I could just move on. Right. Right. And the more I can put myself out there and the more I called it, I called it building your social credibility score. Right. That matters a lot because uh, like, uh, who am I trying to think about? Uh, there's a word that I, I use a lot called omnipresence. Mm-hmm right? Anybody that's around me long enough will hear me use that term omnipresence, right? Which is the act of being everywhere want, uh, all at once. Right. And the reason that I use that is because when you're, when you're getting ready to launch a product or getting ready to stand on the service that you're building or ready to sell yourself, even like, you know, anybody that's on here that wants, you know, better tactics for even their job or their, mm-hmm. like, you know, being in the workplace, because workplace is another entrepreneurial playground that, people don't understand as well. It's very easy to make it up the ranks in the workplace. If you know how to make it up the ranks, right? It's, it's exceptionally game. easy. Yeah. Um, you know, omnipresence is it. You need to be everywhere, right? Because how do you become a subject matter expert is to become the subject matter expert. You have right. to learn about it, talk about it, breathe about it, be in the rooms with the people that's talking about it, contribute to the conversation um, and give to the topic. Right. So I'm, my my big hairy audacious goal you you you'll hear that in in everything like your what is your bag, right my big hairy audacious goal is I want to be a thought leader in the business space right I want when people think of business they're like oh Andre is one of those guys right that his word is strong right so how do I get to that journey I have to build credibility right so the things that I give away for free and you had mentioned this right yes the stuff and I think on our, our, uh, one of our last episodes. The things that you give away for free need to be so good that it's like, oh, whatever the paid version of that is, right. is probably, I, I can't even imagine what the paid version is like. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so that, that's where I'm at now is, is trying to get people to understand that credibility isn't an option. That is a must for longevity. Right. You need to have people look at you as a subject matter expert and they need to view you. Right. So even if it's a year, two, three years, which sucks, Mm -hmm. you just putting out information, being in that space, being contributing to the conversation and being a part of that combo. When the time comes for you to make a sale, everybody's going to look back and be like, "Okay, who is this guy? Right. Oh, wait, he's been going since 2017 on this topic. Right. Oh, you know, dang, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Oh, he has businesses. He has X or he has this or, you know, whatever space you're in, he's done this Examples like, you know, I, I'm I'm always going to make a plug for you, by the way. I, I love it. But I, you're getting ready to uh, I, I know I'm like, play your business out yeah. there, but it is what it is. Right. Like you're getting ready to put out, you know, potential like your podcast uh, course and then your YouTube course It's like, well, well, bro, you've done like 300 plus episodes of podcasting, YouTube, like the epitome of this guy has done it, right? So if I'm going to make a purchase, why would I not make a purchase from, you know, the guy that has done visibly 300 plus shows?
0: And that's a, that's, a, that's another thing. Like, I feel like for you to create like um, authentic credibility, there has to be a visible footprint. Meaning, like you said, like there are, the videos are up you get what i'm saying <laughs> you can you can go on youtube you can go on apple podcasts like the videos and podcasts are up mm-hmm. they're, they're actually services now. i don't know if you even noticed there's services to where they'll create a uh um what's the what's the um press release for you right mm-hmm. and get your press release somehow just a press release somehow into like Forbes, Business Insider, stuff like that. Just get them in there for you. So now technically, you've been in Forbes, you've been in Business Insider. You go to their site, and then you'll see the logo, the Forbes logo, the Business Insider, like the Entrepreneur logo, on their like on their site, like as seen in. Yeah, and that creates a, again the false sense of credibility. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. It's imp- you, you see how it's important it is because people are trying to cheat their way into having some credibility, but there's so many ways that people actually cheat. It's, 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 it's so crazy to me. So like, I feel like there needs to be an actual footprint somehow, some mm-hmm. way, either with the people you've dealt with, like, you know, um, referrals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or like past business dealings or like online somewhere. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, Because because how would you know right? This is one of the things I often ask, like, how do you know these people are doing what they say that they're doing? Right? In in a day and age where Photoshop is so real at this point, bro, like, you can't tell what's not real. Exactly. So now we're at that point in the history where anything could be created out of thin air. How do we prove right? Like, um, this is the example I was using the other day, I was I was having another debate. And we were saying that, I'm big on, once again, big on data and statistics, right? So I was looking up like the statistics on rappers, mm-hmm. statistics on um, basketball, all sports, football, uh, hockey, like everything that I can find, right? And in the total like history of like the NBA, there's been like 4,000 players, right? Or something like that, like yeah. just 4,000 players, right? So if there's 4,000 players and there's what, six, six to 7 billion people on the earth, right? the likelihood of achieving the NBA is so slim yes. that it's almost like being hit by lightning. Like right. you have a, almost a better chance of being hit by lightning than you do as a average person who is not a freak of nature in terms of physicality right. to be able to play, right? Similar with music, right? Across the board and everything, country music, rap, mm-hmm. uh, you know, RB. you have a better chance, right? Like even if we look now, at uh, like how, how many artists are really making what we call the bag, it's right? It's, it's like yeah. it, the labels have these budgets, right? So I always boil it back down to what is, what is allowing people to put this stuff out, right? So they're trying to build a sense of credibility to reel you in on everything. Everything mm-hmm. is about, okay, what can I show you that is going to bring you into the way that I'm thinking and allow me to make a sale to you? Right. Right. So credibility is understanding that circle of trust and understanding that, okay, if I bring people into into where I'm at, how do I get them to stay there? And it's the trust component. So I was using the hip hop and all of those things to show like that's just one form, but they're able to put a bunch of things in front of us that you would think is actually more than not. Right. So because the way we think about the NBA, the way you would think about hip hop it's almost like those things are very attainable. Actually they're not attainable. Right. It's actually very difficult. In fact, right. like, but having that visor or that screen put in front of us is what gets the credibility of those businesses in place for you to want to hunt it down mm-hmm. and, and for them to be able to pick out the best talents. So credibility is in everything that, you know, everything that we do in, in, in that sense and trying to, you know, figure that portion out.
0: That's a fact. I remember, um, I was, uh, when I was writing my book, shameless plug, Urban Excellence, right? You can get it anyway. <laughs> That's shameless a good plug.
1: book, by the way. That's a good
0: book. So I was interviewing my brother, and and I thought like his story was super important to include in the book because I wanted to uh show the fact that two yeah, thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I was like, I feel like this is on my shelf.
0: <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to uh, show the fact that, like I said you have to kind of go through your lumps. Now, the, the chapter, of uh, my brother's chapter is called uh, Falling Forward because he went through a period in his life when he's trying these business projects out and then they're just not working out. But he's learned so much from each one of those failures to the point where he told me in, in the book, and it's there, he told me he, like, if ever, like, really works with people who say they've never failed at something.
1: Yeah, because that, he's takes he
0: takes that he takes that process so seriously of going through whatever you have to go through to become successful. That if you say you never failed, he goes, I right, something's wrong with this person. He's lying, yeah, and he's untrustworthy, and I don't need to work with him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially like with social media, and that you can just you can rent a Bentley and say, I got no, this it's, Bentley it's from this so business. Gross. So and then, but but the the psychology of people who fall for those things is interesting as well. You know what I'm saying?
1: You know it's crazy, bro. So this this is what I'll say, right? And I'll and I'll charge everybody who's listening
0: mm-hmm.
1: to take an opportunity in 2022 to really focus on the science of people. I've dove like I mean deep dive. Remember I told y'all I was done kind of reading business books for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been reading the other types of books, this blatant science yeah. of like how we're made up. And the truth is we're actually very easily manipulated it's crazy. because we have an unconscious brain that we, that 98% of people, if not 99% of people, will never try to tap into. And that unconscious brain, it, it's such a powerful like, way, you know, and and this is a plug for like science, right? Science is huge because we're at a point where people don't understand how intricate they are. Like the like us being created is a scientific marvel.
0: Like, yeah, yeah like, facts. I look at my son all the time like yo, like look at you. You're your here.
1: <laughs> it's it's a scientific marvel. Yeah.
0: yeah if for you sure.
1: really I was I was talking to uh my boy Eric, right? And I had just read it. So I was like, all right, let me, let me see if I could go explain this. I said, um, bro, I see you just went to the bathroom, you know, did you know that we're made up of like 70% of water? He was like, yeah, I knew that. I was like, okay. Right. But because we're made up of 70% of water, there needs to be a regulator in our body that like, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a checks and balance of, yeah. of keeping it at 70.
0: Yeah. So oh, I'm right. like, okay,
1: what is the checks and balance? So your kidney is the checks, checks and balances of keeping it at 70. So when it's below 70%, it actually sends like a, a like neurotoxin throughout your body. I'm, I'm not sure if that was the correct term, by the way, but it sends something. Neurosignal. Neurosignal. That, that might be better. So it sends a neurosignal throughout your body that triggers thirst. So then you're like, oh, dang, why do I feel so thirsty right now? And it's like, yeah, bro, it's because you're not at 70%. We need to get back to 70% immediately. And then when you're above 70%, it's like, hmm, I really need to use the bathroom. But your pee will be that much clearer because you're actually getting rid of water versus waste. Right. Right. So the clearer your pee is you're getting. And I'm like, this was like a chapter in. (laughs) And I was like, I got to close the book. Yeah. Because I'm not. I, I will say this. I am not a scientist. This is something that I'm just intrigued by. So, you know, if I did mess up on some of the terms and things like that, this is not my my wheelhouse. Don't but let's believe in in one year <laughs> though. I, I I I will be back with with the proper knowledge and 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 terminology for it because I'm now learning how powerful our minds are and the people who are in these roles have studied these things. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Oh, people actually have a hard propensity to like to say yes, it's actually very difficult to continuously say no. Yeah. So if I can just get you in a way where it's difficult as a as a hardwire for you to say no,
0: then naturally you're gonna say yes. I can take advantage of that, right? Like, oh wow. But I remember, uh, I remember this this one guy that he talked about how it's easier to get people away from pain than it is to pleasure. I'm gonna explain right. Mm-hmm. So he goes, Yo, this guy named Myron Golden. Dude's deep. He goes. Oh, yeah, the goat. Go. He said, if I stand on the corner with a hundred dollar bill, I say I'm giving away this hundred dollar bill. Anybody want this hundred dollar bill? He said most people will look at me like, "What the hell is wrong with that hundred dollar bill?" You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, mind you, this is the pleasure. This hundred dollar bill is the pleasure. But I'm I'm saying here, most people will go like, "Oh, what the hell?" and walk right past me. Like this dude must be crazy. Like, what, what the hell is that, right? Mm. But let's say if you just got into a car accident, right, and you need help, you're gonna go to the next. Closest person to you to help mm-hmm. you because you're trying to get away from pain.
1: Oh, okay. So okay. Okay.
0: Anybody who is offering that, who could possibly offer help because
1: I never thought about it that way. Yo, I,
0: yo my mom was blown. You know what I'm saying?
1: That does make sense that because, makes, yeah. So now I understand it. So now that goes back into the terminology of why, oh, I got the Lambo. Or I got the house is because somebody that's in poverty or in in in, in real painful situation is like oh wh- wow bro
0: Exactly You know what I'm saying exactly I was like wow okay so like a lot of this stuff is psychology and especially getting back to credibility I feel like because um becoming like a thought leader and things like that seem attractive a lot of people uh, and I and I think it is attractive, and I think it is important. Like we do need, mm. you know, uh, thought leaders. We do need uh, different coach, uh, you know, different people who coach businesses who coach these certain topics for different perspective because different strokes of different folks. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I don't think people understand that there does need to be a grind period. Yes, there does there does need to be a grind period. Yeah, you. you our Marine, like you did have to go to boot camp. You get what I mean? Like you did have to go through what you had to go through mm-hmm. to say, I, I confidently am who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think uh, the, when people like realize that, I think they will be in a just in a better position. Nah, that's just so,
1: me. one of the things I like to. So, once again, I'm always going to drive home, right? Data, we should be fighting over. Getting data, mm-hmm. so I had asked my buddy the question. So I'll ask you the same question. When, for males, when do men tend to reach like their peak earn earnability or earn earnings cap- capability?
0: Earnings that's thirty five,
1: bro, well, fifty five years old.
0: Wow, okay, fifty five years old, and this is based like off what?
1: And just like peak earnability just across the board just average okay right peak earnings occur around 55 Hmm. right and then i'm like okay why is it 55 well it's because people tend to really get into their career at about 25 so you really need a solid like 20 to 30 years of pain to be viewed as like "Hmm, you know what that guy really knows what he's talking about right So I equate that a lot because social media will make you think that everyone at 27 is a millionaire, right? The statistics, the actual, (laughs) uh, the actual data would actually disagree with that and show that a lot of people are actually, it's, it's false, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to have people understand that the journey is Okay. There's nothing wrong with the journey and that the journey is fun because when you get to the age of being the OG, it's worth it. Yeah. Right. Because now it's it's OK. One day, every day, I'm just trying to get better than the, the guy or girl I was yesterday. Right. This, that's all I'm trying to do. Like the guy or girl, I, I want everybody to focus on that. Like guy or girl yesterday, just be better than that person. Mm hmm. Because I was I was doing some reflecting. I actually woke up this morning in a deep reflective mood, and I had listened. I listened to this poem I had wrote when I was like sixteen, and I had set a line in it where I was saying like, you know, uh, the, the dreams that I'm chasing, I one day hope to attain. You know, I, I was talking about laying on the floor and visualizing my future, and I looked up and realized that every single thing in that poem i've achieved and it tripped me out because i'm like and i didn't even notice it right and it's because like my whole premise has always been i just want to be better than andre of yesterday and if i could just be better than that dude not anyone else no no one else i don't want to view anyone else because we're in that period now where it's, it, we're, we're not designed to be able to know what everyone is go everyone's doing. We're not right. designed for that. Once again, this is, we're, this is pure science at all. Okay? We have jealousy as a natural emotion inside of people or a natural state of being. So now we're feeding that natural state of being every single day by posting people's highlights online. And then they're, they're falsely, they're, they're creating false narratives, which then creates false credibility, which then takes away from your real credibility, which makes you feel less than.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not designed for that at all. In, all in right. fact, that's, that's very detrimental to us. So I focus, I don't focus on anyone else. And I really focus on just being more credible, just better yeah. than Andre of yesterday. And, and this morning was me finally realizing that I woke up at 28. And I'm way better than Andre of 16 ever imagined. Like, right. like when, I was, when I was saying that, I had envisioned like the basic version. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, wow, like I'm at actually like Andre, like 6.0 compared to the version that right. like the person that I wanted to be, which is dope because I'm 28, right? Mm-hmm. I was looking up ages, right? It's another thing too. I want people to start just looking into people's ages, right? Uh, the average age for presidency is like what?
0: 50, 60, maybe? I, I, think. I
1: think it's like 60 to 70, bro. Yeah, I
0: think Barack, he was young when he
1: won. Yeah, I think he was like the young guy. Young, yeah. Everything, everybody else is like 70 to 80. Right. And I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, something's off here. Let me let me ask them questions. You know how I am. I, I get in questions mode. So I just call, I started calling old people I knew. And I was like, hey, like, now that you're older, like, how do you feel? Do you feel less capable? Do you feel... And all of the performers I knew at like 65, 70 mm. were all like, yo, I don't feel any different from being 28 mm-hmm. the only, in, in my mental. The only difference is like my body really hurts. Right. But mental sharpness, I I can log an a 18-hour day with a 28-year-old easily.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm just like, okay, so why am I in a rush then? Because if at... 63, 65, and 70, as long as I, I'm in the gym, right. I work out, I eat, and I keep myself healthy, Right. then at, those age, at that age, I'll have thousands of people that I've, I've built relationships with. Mm-hmm. I'll have money saved over these years. I'll have the credibility that I want. And for legacy-wise, if I want to leave something behind, I could be 60 years old. Mm-hmm hit a lick at 61 and be really good. right? So now I'm in the phase of trying to get people to understand that we view ourselves like in the middle, right? This is how like Malcolm and I really view ourselves. Right. And there's always going to be a equal set in terms of the people that we associate with a equal set of people below us and an equal set of people above us which is where hum, being humble comes into play because the moment you look down and be like, oh, I'm better than that person, you look up and realize there's just as many people who are looking down at you, which right. creates that, that feeling of, oh, I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and humble myself. Right. Because there's levels to money across the board for anything. There's levels everything. to business, there's levels to everything. So the goal is trying to get through this journey of life, being as honest as possible. Mm-hmm. And that honesty builds that credibility. And when you build that credibility, you're then able to leverage that credibility into dollars and cents Mm -hmm. in a way that's able to help you and benefit you. So that's that's something I'm really trying to push this year.
0: So uh, I actually want to leave people with uh, two books. I think they should read that kind of go directly to what you were talking about. One is Mastery by Robert Greene. And he talks about uh, the importance of apprenticeship. And a lot of the people that we study in history, I'm a history buff a lot of people we study in history we don't realize they were apprentice they were in their own whatever apprenticeship for like 20 years you know what i'm saying and we never we don't hear about that but we just hear about the great things they've done
1: mm-hmm. so
0: uh read about mastery and it talks about actually mastering your craft whatever it is and how mm-hmm. long it actually takes we heard about um um if you have read uh, outliers by Malcolm Gladwell the 10,000 hour rule stuff like that yeah. and he goes very in depth that's a great book as well and another book i will, i will want people to read is atomic habits by james clear and it talks about uh, he talked he he gave a story about um this uh, cycling team who went from the worst in the, in in the, on the planet to one of the best because their coach got them 1% better every day and that's all it really took to create a compounding effect to where that they were like one of the top cycling teams in the, on the planet. So a uh, mastery by Robert green outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, great book and atomic habits by James. Cause I think everybody and, should read that. And, and yeah. toss
1: it and toss in um, the compound effect. The compound well. effect.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Like it, that just
1: brings a full circle. Definitely. Because that's Hardy. That, that, that exactly that feeling of just like, blatantly just who was this person yesterday and how can I be better than them right i worked out for 30 minutes yesterday today i'm going to work out for 32 minutes exactly it's it's and it's and it's and it's tough to see because it's hard because you're in it i was talking with you know um, my buddy this morning mm-hmm. that was a big thing i'm like hey man like i was having that reflective moment and i couldn't realize any of it because i have no perspective on myself right but the but that but that's because I wasn't analyzing myself and looking at the people who I was like the person who I was right cuz you're different and you should be wanting to be different facts i'm not i'm not the old andre i don't i, I can't recognize that kid mm. but he was a person who i know intimately and i'm better than that guy right just like 45 right. year old andre is going to be like yo little 28 year old andre yeah. was <laughs> i don't know who that guy is exactly. and you should be trying to change and it's like you were saying, it's just all you, all you need is 1%. You, don't, you yeah. don't need the 100% out the gate. You just need to stay down one foot in front of the other. Um, do, do you listen to Jader, uh, uh, Jason Peterson? Or oh, Jordan Peterson? I'm Jordan Peterson. I, said G- I said Jason Peterson.
0: You, you put me okay. on him. I have his book up there right now.
1: So, so no, Jordan no, Peterson no, really. mentions this. He's like, you know, I just, every day that I get home, I just focus on one thing that can make my life better. Just one thing. Whether it's like, you know, for me, the mornings are annoying. So I lay my clothes out for the next day, mm-hmm. right? So instead of waking up and then I'm tired and I'm groggy and like, yeah. now nah, I got to go pick out an outfit, try it on. And like, i I'm not knowing what meetings I'm in. I just look at my calendar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, okay, I have three meetings. Or if I don't have any meetings, it's sweats day. Mm-hmm. No meetings, no interactions, sweats, yeah. uh, it's good to go. But if I do have meetings, it's like, okay, I need to, I need to look good for those meetings hanging up the night before then i wake up and it's just one little thing it's nothing crazy just one little thing i adopted that and i'm like okay well i actually really hate when i'm getting ready to go to bed and i gotta turn the light off right so then i installed like alexa lights (laughs) so now it's like i'm like alexa turn the lights off and the lights go off and i'm like all right just one little thing that makes your life better and i look for those small things everywhere so uh, i'll I'll leave on that note, my brother
0: all right so Uh, We're going to leave you guys with that. Definitely check out those books and really try to internalize what we've talked about here. Um, I'm Malcolm. This is Andre. This has been The Real Revenue Show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. don't forget to leave us uh, a rating and a comment. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next week. Peace.